our whole theme for this morning is what do you see? So I have a little game and this is how it's going to work. I'm gonna put a picture up on the screen. I loved these when I was a kid. There was a magazine we used to get and I don't even remember what it was called. It wasn't highlights. It was a science magazine. It tells you the kind of things I liked as a kid. But it was a science magazine, and it would have these pictures that were zoomed in super close, and you'd have to guess what it was, okay? So I have a couple of pictures, and here's what I'm going to do. Everyone is welcome to participate. My junior leaders are watching. And talk at your table. If you know what the picture is, stand up. The first two people to stand up, I'm going to have you shout it out if you get it right. My Handsome and beautiful helpers will run you a snack. All right, are we ready? So all you have to do is stand up and be willing to say your answer. So I started kind of easy. Here's the first one, go. All right, you have to see who stood up first, who stood up first. All right, go ahead. Pumpkin or wooden something? Is that what you were gonna say? Pencil, yes, it was a pencil. Who was my second person? Right here, Max, what were you gonna say? Now he's gonna say pencil, so sure. We'll get, it's church, we'll give it to you, go ahead. Now, if you got a prize, please don't take a prize twice, just cause I don't have enough. All right, ready? Here's the second one. All right, Abby was one of the first, who was the second one to stand up? Uh, was it, I'm gonna say right here. All right, don't say it, don't, what do you think it is, Abby? Yes. You think it's an Oreo? What do you think? That's a smoothie cube. What do you think it is? An Oreo? Oreos are right. Very good. All right, let's look at the next one. Ooh. Do you think you know what it is? All right. I saw over here. Okay, I'm going with uh, Hadessa and Sam. So on the count of three, yeah, what'd you think it is? One, two, three. Sticker finger out the top. Yes, apple stem, good, very good. The top of an apple stem. All right, next. Ooh, a little trickier, a little trickier. I have one here and we'll say Noah back there. All right, what do you think it is? What do you think it is? It was a paintbrush, very good. All right, very nice, the top of a paintbrush. Go ahead. Ooh. All right, um, Bailey all the way in the back. I saw her hand real fast and, and Emily. Okay, ready on the count of three, yell what you think it is. One, two, three. What did she say in the back? Squash, not a squash. What did you say over here? Cantaloupe, it is the outside of a cantaloupe. All right, good. Ooh, who thinks they know? I will say, I think Lucas was first and, and Addison, Lucas and Addison. All right, on the count of three, Lucas and Addison, yell what you think it is, one, two, three. It is not pumpkin seeds. Miss Sandra, what do you think it is? Corn on the cob, no. Chloe, what do you think it is? Did you, what did you say? Pepper seeds, very good. The seed, Lincoln, is that what you said too? All right, so for Lincoln in the back too and for Chloe, it is the seeds inside of a pepper. All right, what do you see? Just kidding, I am not getting into this argument. I don't care what you see. All right, go ahead, have a seat.
Thank you. All right, you all can put your things up and have some. I am not asking that question. I do have one more. Okay. Now I have a question. If I brought this up and I asked you to come up and look here and I asked you what you see, what kind of words would come into your mind? Because I don't know for you, would they be positive words or would they be critical words? I don't know what your words would be, but what I wanna share with you this morning it's just two things. I wanna share with you what Jesus sees when he looks at us. So whatever you see when you look in the mirror, it may not be truth. It may be, it may have gotten a little skewed through the years, but I just wanna share with you what Jesus sees when he looks at us. Here's the first thing that Jesus sees when he looks at us, and I have two helpers who are gonna help me with this in a minute so they can be getting ready. Jesus sees his child whom he loves. So sometimes when we look in the mirror, the first thing we see are our flaws, our mistakes, our bad habits, the things we wish were not. And we assume because that's what we see that that's what Jesus sees also when he thinks of us. But that's not the first thing that Jesus feels every time he looks at us. The first thing Jesus feels is love. He loves us because we are his children plain and simple. Jeremiah says, I've loved you with an everlasting love. So I have two helpers, can you come on up, to demonstrate this. And yes, I do have a drop cloth, but I'm not spray painting ice cream. All right, you can go right there. I didn't ask for a microphone. Is this available for me to ask him a question? All right, these are my two helpers. Everybody say hello. All right, and what is your name? Mike. All right, Mike, and who is this? Emily. Emily, daughter. your daughter? Okay, how do you feel about Emily? I love her. Okay, Mike loves his daughter, Emily. Was anyone surprised to hear that? Okay, hopefully not. All right, but, but Mike, I have to show you something because this might change something. What if, what if I did this to Emily? What a waste of caramel. <laughs> now, Mike, I have to ask you. Now, how do you feel about Emily? But she's dirty. Okay, you still, you're sure. Even if I add a little bit more, and I won't, because I feel bad for mom. I won't, <laughs> Stacy, I like you too much. I won't do that. All right. But wait, wait, then I'm going to take it a step further. What if on top of all of this caramel, I sprinkled a little bit of dirt to go with it. Now, now how do you feel about Emily? But she's sticky and dirty. And unfortunately, she's gonna be itchy. You still, you're sure? Okay. What if, what if it's not what I did to Emily? What if, there, I'll hold it. I'm gonna try. I don't even care if my scissors get sticky. Keep going, yeah. What if Emily had a mirror? 
that's the caramel is sticky in the blades. There we go. What if Emily, what if her shirt was ripped? Now how do you feel about her? So all of these things, whatever happened to Emily or whatever Emily did, it didn't change how you feel about her. Okay, and would any of us feel any differently, right? We would say if we looked at our own kids, it doesn't matter what they do or what they've done, our love for them never changes, right? And Mike doesn't look at Emily and say, oh, that's a little too messy. I got three more kids. I'm just gonna leave her here and I'm gonna take those three kids with me. No, he would never say that. But listen, sometimes we forget God would never say that either. Because we hear so often people say, but you don't know what I've done but you don't know what's happened to me. It doesn't matter. Just like it would be absurd to think that Michael, Mike would look at Emily and say, no, she's dirty. I'm, I'm just gonna leave this one be and go over there. No, does he see it's gonna take some work to clean her up? Yeah, but he would never say it's not worth it because she's his daughter and he loves her. So give them a hand. Thank you. And you can take, it's all right, you go for it. In the Bible, it says, I've loved you with an everlasting love. It says, I'm convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor the present, nor the future, nor any power, neither height, nor depth, nor anything in all creation can what? Separate us from the love of God. So it's important that we remember this morning that the first thing that Jesus sees when he looks at every one of us, he sees his child who he loves, okay? Second thing, that God sees when he looks at us. And I'm so glad that I did the headset mic. My hands are very sticky right now. <laughs> the second thing that he sees is a bigger plan and the bigger picture. He sees not just where we are right now, but he sees where we're headed and what he has for us. So that's the second thing. And I started thinking about that. I'm like, oh, what illustration can I give? And so first I thought, maybe I'll tell them about Corey Ten Boom. I don't know if you've heard of her before. She was an amazing woman. She was, went to a Nazi concentration camp for almost a year, and yet she came out and her message was forgiveness. And she wrote a poem all about a tapestry and how life is like a tapestry and God chooses the colors, he chooses the design. And sometimes what we see looks like the back of it, all messy and jumbled. But if you turn it over, you see the design that's being created. So I thought maybe I'll talk about her. I said, no, nah, I'm not gonna do that. And so maybe I'll talk about Bernie and I, when we were young, do you wanna see what we looked like when we were young? We were young once. Not that, that's not what I looked like when I was young. That's what I'm gonna look like next, uh, tomorrow morning. No, we'll see when it comes up. Uh, when Bernie and I were younger and we led a missions team, 27 teenagers to Nicaragua. Oh, yes, his hair's not naturally blonde. It just is in that picture. Uh, <laughs> We led a missions team to Nicaragua, and I can remember stressing over the details. And I'm sitting there, oh man, we have 27 people, we have luggage, we have these totes that we were taking for the missionaries and all these details. It's like four in the morning and we're at BWI trying to get on a plane. And I finally get on the plane and I can remember taking off and looking down. And as we got farther and farther and I could see more and more, I remember God so clearly speaking to me, if I have all of that under control, don't you think I can handle your trip? 
And it was such a wake up call. God sees a bigger picture. But I'm like, no, that's not what I'm gonna share. So let's see. Instead, I could share the story of Elisha in 2 Kings 6, where it says Elisha and his servants go up on the hillside and all the servant can see is that they're surrounded by the enemy army. And when he looks, he sees defeat on the horizon. And Elisha prays and says, God, open his eyes to see what you see. And immediately God opened his eyes and he saw the hillside covered with horses and chariots of fire because God was prepared to fight for the Israelites when they couldn't fight for themselves because God has a bigger picture. But I said, no, no, that's not what I'm gonna share. I'm not gonna talk about that. And I decided on something we all can relate to and I have one last game to do it. And this game is going out to my eight to 13 year olds because you are the most tech savvy people in the room. <laughs> I thought instead I'm gonna compare it to Google Maps. How many of you use Google Maps? Okay, or if you're my husband, you say, no, shame, Google Maps, and you use Waze. Raise your hand if you're a Waze person. People who follow Waze are like diehard Waze people, okay? So here's my game. If your parent is willing to let you use their phone, and, to, and if they say no, then that is fine. You respect your parents. That's a different lesson. But you do. Okay, if you're allowed to use their phone, when I say go, don't put it up yet, Zach. When I say go, an address is going to go on the screen. You can use either Waze or Google Maps. I don't care because I don't actually care about technology. You can use either one and you punch this address in and the first, how many, how many surprises do I have left? The first three people to bring me a phone that has this address already in and navigation started, get surprised. Ready? Y'all got your phones? Y'all ready to go? Go ahead. I don't have enough right now, come see me afterward. I will give out these that I have and I will give, come see me afterward, all right? In case you're wondering, that's the house where I grew up. <laughs> it's a very, come see me afterwards and I will get you. But here's why I picked Waze and Google. Because of, oh, thank you, dear. Because when we pick up our apps, we know where we wanna end up. What do we do? We punch in the destination, we click go, and then we trust that little lady inside the phone. And where she tells us to go, we go. And sometimes if you're like me, halfway through you're like, did I really type this in right? Or I say to Bernie all the time, I think I'd rather sit in the traffic than go on the detour that Waze is sending me on but I keep following. Why do I keep following? Because I trust that the satellites are sending ways information about traffic and delays that I can't possibly know. So even though I don't always like it, I keep following. And even if it's only showing me the next step, I keep following, right? Because I trust a computer. But here's the amazing thing. God's plans for us are so much greater than ways. Right? He has plans for us and he sees not only where we're starting and where he'd like us, thank you, and the goal he has us, but he sees every step of the journey along the way. 
He sees turns that we might need to make to reroute that we have no clue about, but he sees them. And he's given us his word. And in his word, there are principles and promises that carry us on that journey. So that when we say, whoa, I don't know, is that really the next, should we really do this? We can look to his word and say, no, his word says he'll never leave us or forsake us. His word says his plans for us are to prosper us and not to harm us. It says that he will sustain us and go with us. And all we need to do is trust and follow. And sometimes, what happens when you turn a different way than Waze or Google Maps once? What do you hear them say? Recalculating, recomputing. You know, we go through recalculating seasons, right? Where God has to whisper, psst, I didn't say left. And we went left. We need to be willing to listen and go back. But when we do, the plans he has for us are perfect not just beginning and ending, but the journey in between. So this morning, I just have one question for you. What do you need from God today? Do you need him to remind you that you are his child? No matter what you've done, what has been done to you, whether it was 15 years ago or 15 minutes ago, it doesn't matter. When he looks at you, he feels love, plain and simple. That's what he feels. Did you need to be reminded of that this morning? Or maybe you needed to be reminded that no matter what we see in our limited vision, God sees a bigger picture when he looks at us. He doesn't just see where we are. He has, sees where we're going and how he's gonna get us there. And maybe you have never this morning chosen to hit go and to follow God's path. Maybe you said, well, I know God loves me, but like actually, follow him, like do things because of it. Maybe you've never done that. Maybe you've never offered your life and your plans and said, here, God, you're smarter than I am. Can I follow you? Or maybe you have, but you've gotten off course and you need to come back. Maybe you have, and you're looking around you saying, this scenery is not what I expected. And you're on a detour that you don't prefer. And you just need a reminder to keep following, keep trusting. Whatever it is you need, can I tell you the answer? I've been saying, what do you see? Here's the answer, look to him. So whatever it is you need, if you just take a moment and you bow your hearts and you look to Jesus and say, this is what I need from you. I just need you to remind me that I'm your kid, that even though I mess up, though things have happened, my life doesn't look like I want it to look, you love me. Or maybe, can you show me the next step? even if it's not everything. The more we fix our eyes on Jesus is how Paul says it, fix our eyes on Jesus. As we look to him, he'll begin to give us his perspective on ourselves, on our lives, and on where he's placed us. So if you'll just bow your heads with me, we're just gonna close in prayer. And I just wanna pray for you and pray with you. So I'm gonna ask a couple questions. Are you here this morning and you say, I've never actually made the decision to follow God's path. I've heard about it. In the back of my mind, I thought maybe eventually I would, but I've never actually made the decision, no matter what I'm gonna follow. If that's you, would you just raise your hand? I just wanna pray for you. I'm not gonna embarrass you or call you up front. I just wanna pray for you. Awesome. And can we all just pray together? 
So it is so simple. Sometimes we get tempted to make it difficult, but it is so simple to talk to Jesus. It is so simple to ask him to take control of our lives. So if you repeat after me, we're just say this prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for your love. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for the plans you have for me. I give you my life and I pray that you would direct me every step in Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you're here and you say, I'm on the path, but I could just use some more strength. I could use some clarity. I could use the reminder that he sees the bigger picture. I'm just gonna close in prayer for that too. I know we're gonna close the song and Pastor Ken's gonna come, but I just wanna encourage you. The reason that we gave out mirrors for the kids to color is kids, every time you look at yourself, here's what I want you to think, Jesus loves me. No matter what, that's what I want you to think, Jesus loves me. And as you leave today, we have a gift for you. We have a pair of sunglasses and they're really cool because they're lighthouse sunglasses. But every time you put those sunglasses on, this is my prayer that you would remember no matter how I see things, God sees a bigger picture and his plans are great. So let's just pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that your plans are perfect and that your word promises that as we follow you, we are never alone. I pray for each person here that you would just remind them of your love, your faithfulness, and your plans for them. In Jesus' name.